Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. I'm super excited to continue on with our Sunday School Stories theme. Um, this is what we're doing for the entire year of 2023 and this allows you to be able to see how people have experienced the Bible stories in their own lives. This isn't just something just to read or just to skip over or just to say you read the Bible, but the Bible is alive and well and absolutely applicable to your stories even today. So this week is no different. We are continuing on with our theme. And this week, I have the awesome opportunity of having Miss Patrice and Gwini. So let me tell y'all a little bit about Patrice. Patrice is an awesome woman here. So she is the founder of Faith Boss Community. And this community is for women who are unapologetically pursuing faith and business. And it's a place to just for all the called out creators who are fiercely standing for Christ. And with this community, they host Bible studies, events, and just have this space for community. So she'll be able to share a little bit more about that. She also is the co-founder of a coffee company called Hustle Blends, and it's a cold brew bar as well. And so she is also, on top of all the things that I already mentioned, she's also a published author of a book titled Faith Boss, and that covers the practical and intentional work of faith and entrepreneurship. And so this podcast I'm very excited about because we haven't had someone from specifically an entrepreneur background to share kind of their story. And so she's not just sharing entrepreneurship. Her passion is bringing faith and entrepreneurship together, kind of bridging the gap between those two worlds. And so I'm very excited for this episode. And Patrice, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, goodness. Um, So I am a mom of two. Um, I'm <laughs> well, I'm pregnant right now, but by this time, by the time the podcast launches, I'll have two uh, two boys, Preston and Titan. Um, that is so strange to hear myself say. I'm married to an amazing man. His name is Tweety. You know, I had to like him quite a bit in order to marry somebody named Tweety. Oh. Um, I really did. I was like, I, <laughs> I always joke with him and I'm like, your wife is like kind of shallow. Like I'm, I'm really shallow. So to stand in front of a bunch of people and say, Mr. and Mrs. Tweety, like I had to like you. Um, uh, I, uh, um, co-own and operate a coffee company called Hustle Blends, where we also have a cold brew bar and we also have e-commerce. Um, it is a passion project. It was our first child, I always like to say, and it's about developing coffee, um, for the entrepreneur, the hustler, the visionary. You kind of see, we have a little theme going. We're very um, passionate about entrepreneurship. And much like Stephanie said, um, I've started a community called Faith Boss Community. Um, there, It just kind of came to me years ago, the, the two words, Faith Boss. You know, everybody's a girl boss. Everybody is. And, you know, it kind of doesn't have any real distinction. Like, you could wake up tomorrow and do anything and call yourself a girl boss but I kind of felt like for the ones who were putting in the work we needed we needed some some extra you know what I mean so (laughs) so faith boss I know you know people also say kingdompreneur faithpreneur all the things but (laughs) faith boss um walking unapologetically faith-filled god-led um while handling business in the marketplace and so it is for anyone as that (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Faith yeah. boss. Look, somebody's already empowered. We haven't said nothing about nothing about the Bible. Somebody's like, you know what? Faith it's boss. me. That's me. Oh. Be encouraged, faith boss. Yes. It's time yes. for faith bosses to arise. Amen. Amen. Come on, come out the woodwork. Come on now. <laughs> You're home now. Come on. <laughs> Somebody just got a new name for themselves. They are excited. I love it. I love it. So this week, we're going to be talking about Jonah and the whale or Jonah and the big fish, if y'all want to be correct, biblically correct. And so once again, we're continuing on with these Sunday school stories. You may have heard this if you grew up in church and you may have never heard this at all. Perfect. Either way, we're going to get into it. So to give you all a quick summary about Jonah, it is an actual book. It's not just a story. The book in the Old Testament, the book of Jonah is known as one of the minor prophet books, which means that he was a prophet, means that he was a messenger sent by God to deliver a message on behalf of God. And it's called a minor prophet simply because he didn't have a whole, whole lot to say. There's other books in the Bible that have like 66 chapters, 42 chapters. He has four. 
So, you know, you can kind of see the difference. But what he had to say was still just as much important. So with Jonah, he was instructed by God to go to a place called Nineveh. And he was instructed to deliver a message to them, tell them they need to repent, they need to get right. Some people will be like, okay, Lord, I'm on my way. Jonah was not one of those people. Jonah decided he was going to run the opposite way. So to give you a little bit of background context, Nineveh would be the equivalent of God asking you to go to Iran or Iraq and deliver a message like that. Like it was a very rough country to go to. I mean, a rough city to go to. It was a very, um, they were very against God. They were not living according to God's standards at all and God's commands. And so Jonah was basically asked to go to this crazy place and deliver this message. Jonah decided to go otherwise. He went the complete opposite direction. He hopped on a boat and went all the way, a uh, complete opposite direction of where he was supposed to go. To He was going on to a city called Tarshish, which basically was just opposite of where he was supposed to be. He thought he could run from God, air quotes, air quotes, run from God, God sent a storm to get his attention. Long story short, the the people that were on board, they realized, Jonah, you're the reason why we're having a storm, buddy, you got to go. Jonah said, all right, throw me over the board, over the boat. I'm good. They threw Jonah overboard and the storm stopped. God also sent a big fish. Sunday school has made it a whale. That, I don't know why they assumed it was a whale, but it could have been a shark. It could have been a hammerhead. I don't know. Whatever it was, God sent a big fish to rescue Jonah. And so Jonah was actually in the fish's belly for three days. And um, in that time he was praying, he was praying to the Lord. I would be praying too, if I was sitting up in a bellies of a belly of a fish, he was praying, God used the fish, spit him out on land. And Jonah decided I'm gonna get myself together. He got a second chance to go back to that same city and he delivered the message that he was supposed to deliver. And so one main major theme that you can see throughout this whole story is the compare and contrast of obedience versus disobedience. Oh, and also to let y'all know, after Jonah went the second time and actually went to where he was supposed to go, um, the people immediately repented and they they were like super receptive to his message, which that was complete opposite of what Jonah thought. So that is Jonah in a summary. There's a lot of stuff in there, but that's the gist of the story. And so Patrice, for you, you chose this story to talk about for the episode. So why this story? What sticks out to you? How can you relate? Give us the details. Jesus. Well, I'm going to first start off, Stephanie, by saying at the beginning of the year, I prayed for patience. Ooh. Very, very dangerous prayer. Pray for something much cuter. Pray for something much lighter. You know, pray for a spirit that that helps you organize or a spirit that, <laughs> pray, pray for peace. Pray for a restful spirit. Pray for, you know, all the things. Pray for the spirit to take care of a plant. But do not pray for patience unless you feel called to. Um, and so when I came across Jonah, this year I kind of went through, not kind of, um, this is my first year, um, full-time in business and I also have a toddler and I had a lot of life changes a lot of life transitions you know I'm pregnant two under two I'm a lot of different things have just happened that have just mentally just altered me and so when I read the bible you know there, there was a time when I had a Pharisee mindset where I'm reading it and I'm like oh and that's them and that's them and that's them and and God is has been so kind to me that he's like, no, baby, it's you. <laughs> it's you, honey. It's you the whole time. And so when I read Jonah, I laughed and I was so thankful that I could be in a place of reflection because I said, oh my gosh, this is me. Um, running from assignments, taking my time with assignments. God is so merciful to let me, let me still live beyond that, right? Like still to get, to get the peace on the boat, right? Because Jonah was asleep on that boat. Like, they woke him up like, hey, bro, like, we think you're the problem. <laughs> you know, God has let me kind of go on and think I got away with something, still have to do a job, right? And then when you do the job, and then it turns out the way God wants you to do it, you catch an attitude, so you still got to be dealt with. And so the entire mission is for your faith. Mm. Jonah is me. Yeah. Jonah is so many of us. Jonah is so many of us that have that whole you know what? It's not, it's not me. It's them. No, the God will continue to work on your heart and he's merciful enough to work on your heart. 
you like it's not a bad thing it's not punishment to to have to do the hard work and so when I read Jonah I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh on my worst day this is me I I would never want to admit it I would never want somebody to know that I deal with that much pride or Mm -hmm. that I've I've been that disobedient or that I'm the one causing turbulence on the boat or (laughs) like I, I don't I would never want anybody to know that but um yeah that that's what moves me about Jonah through and through I love that you brought it home and like kind of turned it of like let's look at ourselves because you're right a lot of times we can look at the stories and we can say "Mm, why we can just wag our fingers look mm, look at Jonah Mm, mm, mm." and most of us are little Jonisha's running around y'all better act right y'all sit down check yourself a lot of us have been Jonah to some degree somehow and it just the the first thing about it is just seeing like where where have I gone wrong, you know right. Jonah the, he went wrong when he bought the ship ticket when he, when he went and paid his fare to get on the other boat that's the moment things turned for him and so for if sure. we know that we're in a space of disobedience in our lives we need to backtrack don't just say oh Lord forgive me for what I did yes that's fine pray for forgiveness repent but look back where did you go wrong that's the area that needs to be addressed. Because there was something in that moment that made you make that decision of disobedience. Like, we don't just wake up and choose, like, I'm going to be disobedient to God today. Like, I'm I'm just feeling disobedient. There's something in us. And so for Jonah, I feel like he, he didn't believe that God would protect him while he was going to that foreign place. He didn't believe that God was sovereign enough to, like, have a reason for why he was sending him there. Like there were so many things that he wasn't believing about God that caused him to make that decision. And that's exactly what we do when we're, when we're being disobedient and we're choosing to not believe what God is telling us to do or not obey what God is telling us to do. It's not just because our flesh, like, Oh, I just don't feel like doing it. There's a deeper rooted thing of why you don't want to do it. Like if, if, for example, um, so some people know you may have, may have not have heard it, but I used to be a nurse and God called me away from that to, to do full-time ministry. In that moment, I had the decision to make of whether I was going to pursue my, you know, and continue on with my dream job, my dream career, or if I was going to be disobedient to, uh, if I, or if I was going to be obedient to God and choose to um, go the route that he was calling me to. And so in that moment, I had to ask myself, not how much money am I going to make? What's my, what's my 401k going to look like? That, that was not the question. The question was, what do I believe about God? Do I believe that he's Jaira and he'll be my provider? Do I believe that he is sovereign enough to know why he's calling me away? Like, these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we're in these seasons and the situations where we know that God is calling us to, calling us away from something, calling us to do something, calling us to sit down and look in the mirror, there's a reason for it. So we have to believe enough about God to say yes. Amen. Amen. When we know that God will fight every battle, every battle. So, so not just the big, big, big ones, but also um, the matters of the heart, because I think that's what Jonah was doing at that time. Um, I think that um, Jonah was walking in a high regard of not just pride, definitely pride. That's an easy diagnosis, but something a little bit more subtle which is um, self-preservation. We preach that far and loud in these social media streets, do we not? Self-care. Yes, take care of yourself. Do take care of yourself. Don't, if if you can, do. But when we're talking about preserving ourselves, when we're talking about almost idolizing our comfort, right? We're talking about idolizing our, yeah, like like everybody toes get stepped on. They're like, line them up. God is like, line them up. all of y'all gonna get this you know what I mean and so when you realize that the call on your life is not just about your story every single book in this word is about someone being called for the sake of others for the sake of the unsaved for the sake of those who don't know me for the sake of those who, who who've been misled and deceived go and teach them and you are so worried about being tricked at your spot Jonah it's you guys' favorite, apparently. <laughs> all of us. I mean, but but I'm saying, you know, there's so many of us. So many of us are on this whole, like, oh, the minute we get saved or the minute we realize we have spiritual gifts or the, the minute we, we, we get a chance to walk in leadership or the minute we get recognized, you know, in this, in the, in the, the, 
on this platform of Christianity, right? Not just serving, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? The minute, oh, she reads so well, we're gonna have her read the word every every Sunday morning. We're gonna whatever it is for you, it can feed your flesh. The flesh loves recognition. Mm-hmm. The flesh loves to be seen, to be heard, to be celebrated. And there's nothing sinful about any of those things. But when you take so much more pride in that, that you believe that at the cost of other souls dying and going to hell, I don't want to go there and and then people get mad at me. I don't want to go there. And then I say, I mean, Moses, let's talk about Moses real quick. Moses, like, hold on. God was like, look, throw your staff. (laughs) <laughs> he gave him so many tricks of the, you know what I'm saying? So many different things that he could do. He was like, hey, throw your staff. They don't believe you. Do this. Do this. One, two, three. They're not probably going to believe you, but you still got to go. He's like, well, I don't know about all that. Send somebody else. All right. When we realize that the figures in the in the word, not not the characters, but the people in the word, um, were just like us when it came to being apprehensive about the assignment. The assignment is not about your comfort. That is Jonah. That is the story. That is the four chapters of Jonah. That it will, your assignment will reveal the childish, immature nature of you. <laughs> it's not going to be based on your strengths. It's not going to be, I can get up and I can speak. I can get up and I can read. I can get up and I can write. But no, Patrice, go forgive that person real quick. That wronged you. You was in the right. They, they wronged you. Go, go do. Go handle it real quick. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Right now? At this moment? Because of they soul, I'm not really worried about they soul. They hurt me. That's us. Yeah. That's us. That is why the, the body can be so divided. That's why we have disjointed members. That's why we have people who are saying their church hurt. That's why, and I'm not, and I'm that's a totally different story for a totally different day. I don't want to be misquoted on that because I know that people do experience high levels of disappointment when leaving churches and things like that, but to build a platform off of when people are building platforms off of being bloody and bleeding on other people. You are talking. I'm just saying to anybody who's listening and hear me well, because not from this graduated place, not from this, oh, let me teach all of the people. No, but from this place of like, yo, I've been to the place where I've been called to something. I've been called to people I didn't feel like I should have been called to. I've I've been told to go handle something in a place I didn't feel like I should have been. Um, it was uncomfortable for me. I, I I was so fearful about being rejected. I was so fearful about just not wanting to even be there. Yeah. And then they get saved. They they get said, "Hey, you you did your job. They belong to me. They belong to God first. Nobody owns anybody. If you have not love." What is faith? If you have not love, what you know, the greatest of all of these things, hope, love, and faith is love. So yeah, you, you had me you had me excited, girl. I'm sorry, but I'm yeah. about to take off running. I'm trying to sit in this chair and behave myself, but I mean, you are talking. I'm going back. I'm gonna go back a couple steps. There's a there's a lot, but I want to repeat the thing that you said. The assignment is not about your comfort. It's just not. nobody cares about your comfort (laughs) nobody nobody no no we're the ones that care about the comfort and god's like yeah and here's the thing somebody's going to hear this and let me clear up what you're what you're hearing but what we're not saying we're not saying that god does not care about your feelings your emotions all of those things are so valid when when he's calling you away from something and he's kind enough merciful enough and sovereign enough to make sure that all those areas are covered too but he's not going to let he's not going to change his mind about what he's asked you to do because of how you feel right i i chose to be obedient to god and walk away from eight years of school and studying and training and tests and my dream job because i trusted that what god has for me is better and what god has for me is good and i can't be disobedient that's what we're not going to do that's what we're not gonna do been there done that bought a t-shirt burned it we're not doing it I'm going to be obedient to God. Was it comfortable? Absolutely not. That was the hardest, the hardest. I repeat the hardest <laughs> 10 months oh my of my adult spiritual life. Yeah. Like frustrating, challenging, stressful. There was great moments. There was a lot of depending on the Lord, but did it feel good? Absolutely not. But what did feel good was knowing that I was in the will of God. You preaching. 
That's what, and I tell people there's nothing more dangerous or more expensive or more costly, more burdensome than being outside of the will of God. And Jonah learned, Jonah learned that firsthand. And he wasn't the only one that was suffering from his disobedience. The people on the boat, innocent bystanders who had nothing to do with Jonah was yeah. like, granted, they, they, they came to understand who the Lord was through that. And so praise the Lord. But they were just on the boat, just living their normal day. And here comes Jonah like, hey, I'm about to mess up your schedule because of my disobedience. Now we're all getting rained on. We're all getting tossed about in the boat. We have to understand your obedience will bless others. Your disobedience will affect others as well. It's not, it's a two-way street and nobody wants to be caught on the other side when you are in disobedience and it's just bleeding on everyone and it's affecting everyone. Your assignment is not about your comfort. It It's absolutely about the unsaved, the souls that need to hear about Jesus. And there's going to be plenty plenty of uncomfortable moments that God will call us to. You can look at almost every single prophet in the Bible, every person that God used. He called them out of nice lives where they were comfortable. He called them to people three, some of the, especially the major prophets. He's like, Hey, go and talk to these people. Ezekiel, go and prophesy to them. They're not going to listen or understand or obey, but I just want you to go do it anyway. And Jeremiah was crying. (laughs) Like, like, like Jeremiah was like, I can't help these people. Jeremiah was weeping. Help me. <laughs> and I feel that like when you really look at the character of these people and be like, that is me. Oh my God. I will I will cry to try to get out of something. God help me. God, I can't help these people. Jonah being like, I will avoid it. I will he he will. It gets me. We talked about this in our Facebook community. He was so much more willing to jump ship. Literally. Literally. He was so much more willing than to go to Nineveh. He said, I know what he did. He was hoping he'd die. Yeah. I know. Like, I know he was like, well, this is it. Like, know it. Because that is how we think. We're so desperate to appease our flesh. We're so desperate for our story to be magnified. For us to die the hero. Oh my gosh. We didn't die on nobody's cross. Nobody's. Nobody's cross. But it, but but we'll be so willing to say, you know what? Those poor people on the, on the uh, ship, I jumped ship for them. Didn't you? Do you want a cookie? Like, <laughs> like what, what did you do for any of these people? Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. That, you know, no, literally every prophet in the Bible. Moses, I'm Moses. Moses said, get your people. I'm tired of them. Moses when he so came bad. down the mountain and they were building a golden calf, he was like, bro. He's like, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. And somehow this is my fault. I'm over it. <laughs> I feel Moses. I really do. I, I see where his patience was just, just cut thin. I, I yeah. He I was feel through. He was yeah. ultimately through. And yeah. so it just shows y'all that, and there's beautiful moments though. There's beautiful moments in the Bible where God uses people and we see, we can see all the apostles of how they went and they did things that were kind of like unseen and unheard of before. And they saw so many people get saved and come to know God and the Holy Spirit being poured out and all these amazing things. And so there's beautiful things that come with obedience to God, but there is also a level of discomfort that will always be there to some degree. And that's the beautiful place of being able to die to your flesh. No one wants to hear it, but we have to do it. And so you may hear die to your flesh. You're like, I don't know what that means. That sounds crazy. That's basically meaning denying what is comfortable to you, what your flesh desires, which is opposite of what your spirit would want. So this is your natural nature side. God says, go out and preach the gospel in the cold. Your flesh is like, it's cold. Let's stay in a blanket, right? You have to make that decision. So that's an example of what it looks like to deny your flesh. Say, no, I'm not going to do what my flesh is wanting to do, what my natural carnal self is wanting to do. But instead I will be obedient to what God has. And obedience It'll cost you. It will cost you to some degree. This isn't just a, yay, girls, go be obedient. Life is great. I'm going to be flat out honest with you. It's going to cost you something. It's probably, it's going to cost you everything if, if you're really about it. But it will also bless you in abundance 
when you see yourself in, and know that you're in the will of God, when you know that there's that peace that no one can take away from being obedient to God. And when you see the fruit of your labor, when you look up and say, wow, like this is why God had me do A, B, and C. And that's why he had me do X, Y, and Z over there. There's a reason for it. There's always a reason. No, a thousand percent. Obedience is not a, um, it's not a cute journey, um, but I know that it's worth it. And um, <laughs> the thing about it, <laughs> as the as the youngins like to say, um, you know, even if you don't do it the first time, you still got to spend the block. Like, <laughs> you're going to run that thing back around again. <laughs> right back again. You still got to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Israelites, like they just kept going around the same mountain. God was like, you're going to learn this lesson. Like, here's the thing. When God gives you an assignment, he's, it's not like a trial. Like, hmm, let me see. Let me have you audition for this part. Oh, you didn't want to. Okay, no worries. Totally fine. We'll find someone else. He's like, I've assigned you. I've had this purpose since before you were formed in the womb, as Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 1 and 5 has already instructed us and reminded us of. So therefore, I don't change my mind about what I said. And so that can be an encouragement. That can also be a slap in the face. It depends on what side you're on. If you're being obedient and, and maybe you missed the mark and man, I wasn't obedient, but I want to be obedient. Be encouraged. God doesn't change his mind about his assignment. He will give you new grace for it and he will allow you to do it. On the other hand, yes, you're still being disobedient. He has not changed his mind. He was want you to do this. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. He said the price is the price. Right. So, so you will you will get on this and you will do what you got to do. Totally agree. Yeah, for sure. Are there any specific verses in the story that just stick out to you that you just be like, man, this is the verse that just catches my attention Ooh. when I read through Jonah? Heck yeah. Okay, so um, as we were talking before and um, we were, you were informing everyone about the summary of Jonah um, and, and it doesn't end when he gets to Nineveh and all the people get saved and, you know, all the things like, it's not a happy, I mean, it, eh, Ish. how you look at it, it actually gets a little embarrassing for Jonah after this, because Jonah is acting up on a very high level. Um, <laughs> and so Jonah catches the attitude, right? Because um, these people, the, the people in Nineveh have submitted and, you know, um, repented and they're living for Christ. And um, he has attitude. And so he's like, why, God, why, 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 <laughs> why them? <laughs> like you saw me and that, and that it, it's very much like, I never had siblings. I'm an only child, but I, what I have witnessed and what I'm learning about siblinghood because I, I ha- I'm going to have two boys is um, the understanding of why did you get that and not me? Or is it that easy? I feel like I had to work for my deliverance. I feel like I had to walk this thing out and you just so quickly and so easily and so unassumingly um, forgave these people. And did you see what they were doing? And, mm-hmm. and now you just left me out here. And God, this is so perfect. I, I want people to hear this and I want you to hear it in the spirit, okay? That just because you see God do something for someone else who you do not believe is on quote unquote your level or you don't believe is worthy or who you would have personally counted out or who you would have personally let die and go to hell, who whatever you would have personally done because you don't feel like they measured up to your qualifications, God doesn't see people that way. God sees the soul. He gives the opportunity. He's been merciful on your heart. A lot, many of us have been saved by mercy. Many of us have been was out here in the club drinking smoking doing whatever with whoever um and, and doing all these things and God snatched us out of a situation right and so we're thankful <laughs> we're thankful that we can sit at the feet of Christ and say lord forgive me we're thankful for the opportunity just to do that and so Jonah uh, I'm going to get to my verse here let me I had it on my my screen um Jonah is, is has an attitude, and so he's going to sit outside of the town of Nineveh, and he's going to catch an attitude. He's going to watch and see, oh, my God, somebody going to hear this. Somebody's going to hear this. He watches to see if they are going to go back into their sin. He watches to see if they're going to crash and burn. He is now gone from doing his work and his assignment because I know God had other things for him to do. Oh, somebody going to hear that. Somebody going to hear that. Hey, God was like, 
I'm pretty sure he was like, hey, you we got something else to do. No, no, no. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Now you got off your post. Oh. Because you mad. You mad that homegirl who was who was doing this and doing that last week who didn't know nothing about Jesus. Now she finally getting it. Now she 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 running with you. She running alongside you. Now you feel like you got tricked at your spot. Now you feel like somebody is, is pulling on your coattail and it ain't even got nothing to do with you. God has another thing for you. But you want to sit and wait for her to fall the entire time you about to see her lap you. And it's not a race. It's not a race. It's not a competition. It's not about who's the best child. We all out here got work to do. We all getting whooped. If we being honest, <laughs> we all out here getting whooped. <laughs> we are. So he watches, and while he's watching, God still yet makes provision for him. He still yet makes provision for him. So my favorite verse so far is um, Jonah 410. And it says, but the Lord said, you have been concerned about this gourd, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and it died overnight. Um, how He creates this tree, this shade for, for Jonah. He, he creates this opportunity. He's still feeding Jonah alongside of his foolishness. He is still making a way for Jonah. And Jonah is so focused on the wrong thing. Don't you know that God will still do and provide for you and make provision for you, will still give you your daily bread, will still protect you from your own foolishness while you are still yet choosing your foolishness as an idol over him? Oh, you're choosing your pride over him. You never got over yourself. Mm. You could have been on the next thing and get stuck there for years. So yeah, that 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 is, yeah, yeah. I feel like we just need to pass the offering plate at this point or, I mean. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. because it's so many of us. It's so many of us. We don't, we'll never say it. Some of us will. If you want freedom, you won't, you won't sit up here and let shame, you know, tie your tongue. But yeah. I truly believe that a lot of us have gotten off course, right? And I'm not, I'm going to mention business, not because business is this, this massive kingdom thing to do, not saying it's not, but hear me well. Um, sometimes we'll have a business, we'll start a business and you get frustrated and blase, blase, you see somebody else coming out the gate on you and you're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, what you doing? I'm going to just sit here and watch until your business fail. And you could have been press launch on that website you could have been published that book you could have been launched that podcast (laughs) you could have been did that thing but you're still waiting you're still waiting you're still watching you're you're becoming a watcher you're becoming an instigator Mm. and so true enough you keep watching you're gonna see some miracles happen and then you're gonna get mad because you're like, why didn't it happen for me? They could have we we, we were kind of in motion we were kind of doing something but you sat down you sat down. That's so good. And something that I just kept thinking and kind of hearing while you were saying it was to encourage people to be fully obedient. Amen. Because Amen. Jonah started being obedient, right? And he went to Nineveh and he did all the things. But then he started, chapter four is just all about Jonah sulking and pouting. And he's mad because God did what he said he was going to do, basically. Because he said, like, go and tell them to repent. And then they repented. And now Jonah's mad because somebody got what he doesn't think they deserve, just like Patrice said. And so it's like Jonah was doing so good. But then now, like, his flesh got involved, right? Like, when he was being obedient, like, okay, yes, Lord, I'm out of the the fish's belly. I'm going to do what you call me to do. And he's there. And then... He kind of falls again. So Jonah's kind of wishy-washy back and forth, as are we. Let, let us not get caught up. That is us. But I want to encourage us to be fully obedient. Like, once you do something, be ready to do the next thing. Be ready to do the next thing and just be fully obedient, not worrying about your pride or who you think should have got what God didn't, he didn't consult you. He didn't ask you. Like, be fully, fully, 100% all about the mission of what God has. None of you. John says he must increase or I must decrease. Mm-hmm. He needs to increase. I need to move completely out the way. If God did what he needs to do, praise the Lord. What's next, Lord? Like that needs to be our 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 mission, our perspective. What's next? What's mm-hmm. next? Mm-hmm. Instead of, well, that happened. Let's do a full debrief. I don't know what you were thinking, Lord. I mean, God doesn't need that. What's next, Lord? I did that. What's next? Like I want to challenge us to that. let that be the next thing out of our mouth. What's next? 
And if and if he says the next thing is for you to sit down and and kind of process, great. But he may say, all right, next thing is to go to such and such place. Next thing is go here. Mm-hmm. We we can. Here's the thing: being disobedient, and some people some people may feel weird about this, but being disobedient and not saying God bless you to to maybe somebody God told you to say, it won't necessarily keep you out of heaven, right? What it will keep you out of is knowing God in a new way and seeing the miracles that he has for your life. And you'll get to heaven and you will, you will see all the things that God wanted to do through you, but you decided to sit under the tree and sulk. And sulk and look crazy. <laughs> baby, baby, come on, like, get up, get up. And you know, even in saying you, um, when you were in- encouraging all of us to remain fully obedient, um, it just made me want to say, you know, being fully submitted mm. like do not create an altar out of your feelings do not like create like don't build on your we our feelings are fleeting and yes. this is our hearts are desperately wicked i don't care how nice and sweet you are and how many peppermints you got in your purse on sunday morning like our hearts are desperately wicked. We are not exempt from feeling envy. We're not exempt from feeling selfish. We're not exempt from being greedy. We're not exempt from all of those things. That's why we need Jesus daily. That's why we have the opportunity to submit and renew our minds daily. The, the enemy knows our footholds. He knows how to get in our head. He knows how to get in our mind. He knows how to do all of those things. Submit that thing. God, I, I cast down every imagination that exhausts itself above the mind of Christ. My my mind can't win today. My thoughts can't win today. I don't care how smart I think I am. I don't care how how gifted I think I am, God. Put me, put my mind on the thing that you want to be in front of me. Put my mind on the work that you want me to do. If you want me to sit down, let me sit down and think of your works. If you want me to stand up, you want me to talk, Lord, give me the words. Put it like, Lord, reset my heart. I'm going to submit my heart back to you. I'm going to let go of things that I feel like empower me. Jonah felt empowered by feeling better than. By feeling better than, by feeling like for a smooth second, he had a, he had one up. And I feel like God be looking at us sometimes when we assume that position and be like, man, all you want is one up. Mm. <laughs> That's all you want. That's all you want. You want a dime oh. today, Nicole? That's all you want. That's yeah. it. That's what you're going to fight for. That's what you're going to say. He said, I'd rather sit here and die. That's what Jonah said. Yeah. Sound crazy, but it's all of us. But it's all of us. I'd rather sit here and die than see your people get saved. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. And it it comes down to motive. Yes. What is our motive when we're going into these things? Are we doing it because, just like you said, we want the one up. We want to say, look, guys, I launched the ministry. Look, guys, I launched the business. Are we doing it? But be, or, or are we doing it because God said so? Amen. Amen. Like, if one, if he didn't say so, you don't need to be doing it, period. Stop right there. Put Pump the brakes, pause, all the things. But even when God is calling us to do it, we can start trickling and just, and some of us, like, let's kind of talk about the entrepreneurship side, right? If God says launch a business, we start thinking like, okay, so in this year, I'm going to have this much money. Next year, six figures, three years, I'm going to be a millionaire. What if God says No. <laughs> What if, say, what if God says, I called you to launch this business and I'll give you just enough to sustain yourself each month. But the main reason I have you launching this business is so that you would share the gospel with every customer that comes in. And that oh you, my gosh, that would, come on, Stephanie. Like, that, that you would put the gospel on the on the back of your receipt papers or that all your waitresses would be trained to evangelize. That's why I have you starting that business. Come on, come on. Like, we can get caught up in us. What... What do I get out of this? Going back to the previous words, per Patrice's last statement, your assignment is not about your comfort. It's also not about your your finances, your your feelings, none of those things. God will make sure that you're good and you're covered. He will make sure of that. He's sovereign enough to do that. Trust and believe that. But that's not the goal. That's not the goal. When when our great commission in Matthew 28 to to go and make disciples and go into all the world, he didn't say go into the world, be a millionaire. He didn't say go in the world and have 20,000 million followers on Instagram. He said, go make disciples. Everything else that he gives is simply an extra. It's a bonus. It's a benefit. It's enough to sustain you. But we have to stop asking ourselves or asking God, 
what what do I get out of this? What if the answer is nothing? <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. You get to be in the will of God. How about that? That's what you get. That's it. That's it. No, for real. That's it. I think that um I'm so glad you mentioned entrepreneurship because sometimes um I believe that God does call many of us to the marketplace. I don't believe all of us are called to the marketplace, right? Um and I believe that what drives a lot of people is the something shiny mm-hmm. at the end, the something shiny. There's a high chance that you will not see that something shiny. And because we are motivated, because we are results driven, because we are our see it and believe it type of people to the core of who we are, no matter how much faith we have, we are humans, we are carnal, we like things, okay? And we live in the internet world where people know how to dress up things and and six-figure incomes and 30 minutes and all these different things. We live in that world about instant gratification. Um, But that is so not the, the walk with God. That is so not the walk with 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 um love. That is so not the walk of faith. That is so not the great commission. Um, that they differ so much. God may give you a measure of influence, but it comes with such a high level and high regard of responsibility. Stephanie is responsible for what her listeners listen to. She can't just have anybody up here talking crazy and it, 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 it gotta go sorry I, I can't do it it's not about just her name but who she's saying who who she's representing you know I can't just do just just anything I can't just say just anything I have to be very mindful of um what I say I, I I think and what I say I believe and so I believe that even with entrepreneurship we have to make sure we're not making an idol out of entrepreneurship we have we can't just sit here and make an idol out of people like to play with me all the time and say, Oh, it's the faith ball. So my god, I'm like, please just call me Patrice. Um, I wrote a book about it so people can identify um the things needed in order to walk this journey should God call you to it. But at the end of the day, I'm a servant. At the end of the day, I'm who he called me to, to be. At the end of the day, I'm who he gave my mother and father to steward over me um the name of. I'm Patrice. You know, let me just go and just um sorry, I got I got distracted. Um but but let me just go and just do what you told me to do. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. It comes down to just like you said, being fully submitted going and just saying, okay, yes, Lord, I don't have to know all the why, the what, when, how, I don't need to know what, if I get anything shiny out of this, praise the Lord. But if not, like, I know my reward is in heaven and I know that I'm in your will. And that's, that's the whole goal of this y'all is to make sure that you are in God's will. There's always a reason for why God is asking you to do something and you don't have to know why. And I'm preaching to myself now. I'm thinking about something (laughs) even now. Um, but there are things that God will instruct us to do that we do not always understand why. Maybe we get to understand it in time as he reveals it. Sometimes we never get that, but we have to trust. And this goes all the way back to the beginning that what we believe about God is true. If I believe that he's sovereign, then I will believe that there's a reason for what he's doing and why he's doing it that specific way. If I believe that he's a healer, then if he's calling me to go lay hands on such and such person, I don't need to know what's wrong with them. They'll tell me or I'll just do what I'm obedient to be doing and move on about my business. But I have to trust that those two things are um, or two things or all the things about God. I have to trust those things are true. And then I will go and be obedient. And how do we even know what to trust? If we're not in the word of God, y'all, this all circles back to being in your word. When you're in your word, you will understand who God is. You'll get to know about God, his His plan, his purpose, his attributes, all of that. It's in the word of God. And as you read, you'll begin to believe. As you believe, you will begin to obey. As you obey, you will see the blessings in your life. And it might not be what you consider blessings to be, a six figures, big house, whatever, whatever. Those things may come, they may not come, but you will see the blessings of being in God's will and, and just the peace and the freedom that comes with just that alone, just being in God's will. Amen. Amen. It's always going to be provision. You know, if you choose to sit on the side of the road and, and he's going to put a gourd around you, if you, if um you're walking and you're following Moses, he's still going to give you manna. He, he never leaves you without, you may not have what the next person has, but he's always going to provide you going to eat. So I totally agree with you. Amen. 
Yeah, yeah man. for sure. Is there a time in your life specifically where you um, were either like obedient to God and you saw the blessings or disobedient and you saw the consequences? Girl, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to try to be quick. Um, you know, we stepped out and, and did hustle blends. Um, both my husband and I were full-time um, educators before then. Well, my husband worked in marketing right before we went into this. And then um, I was a teacher and, you know, we had expected salary and we had all of these different things. Um, and so when we launched Hustle Blends um, as a physical store, not just e-commerce, it was great. And and we've grown a lot and we've had a lot of great successes. Um Praise be to God, but what what came from it and what is my Achilles heel is people. Um, what came from it was this, it's our first year of business and people, um, hey, can I can I borrow six hundred dollars? Hey, can I can I you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, can I do this? Hey, can I like we just saw a side of people that made me go into my shell, that made me buy a ticket to the boat that I was willing to jump off of. Yeah. Because I ain't dealing with this. And what God was showing me in that, because I became so self-protective and I became so self-preserved. And every time I went to somebody and I was trying to get counsel on this and I was whatever, I was simply told by my by my covering, by my apostle, like, yo, you're going to have to be delivered from people. Like, you can't sit here and complain about people. You can't talk about, like, you cannot obsess mentally about just how the how you're going to defend yourself and how you're going to be strategic and how, you know, you're going to you're gonna be, you know, ducking and dodging and trying to avoid people. Because I called you to people. Mm. God has called you to people. God has called. To, this is the same year God told me to launch the community for Faith Boss, full of women. You know how we are. <laughs> you know how we are you know how women are you know what i'm saying um he told like like calling me into the deeper not and i don't think i'm in the deep yet to be honest with you but he pretty much says see them as souls they're mine they don't belong to you you can't control them even if you did your most strategic most this this right. that you know your your best witty comeback your whatever um even if you went ahead and tried to respond to people and 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 give them a piece of your mind when that's all you literally have left in your mind is just a piece um even no matter what you did you would you would turn them away from me because some people most people who are unbelievers do not read the word they read us they see us they see how we carry ourselves um i need you to be more forgiving I need you to be more grace filled. I need you to pray more. I need you to intercede. I need you to forgive faster. I need you to get off your mantle. I need you to stop sitting on the side like Jonah waiting to see if they going to get their get back. I need I need you to be delivered from having a spirit of vengeance or a spirit of of um pity. A spirit of like why me, God? Why they talking about me? Why they why they hating on me? Why they lying on me? Because you're called. And mm-hmm. and I know we like to say, you know, it's 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 very popular and I know it's biblical because we are the called out ones. I believe that I got caught up in trying to preserve myself, protect myself. I'm an only child. Um, so the way I have historically dealt with conflict is I am like a ghoster on a massive, <laughs> I'd even say expert level. Like, I, I really am. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, do I know you? Like, I, 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 can, I can be that way. I can be rejectful. I can be so many things. And so... God has had to show me my heart and on all of that, um, where it wasn't like him. It wasn't like his. And even if I felt rightfully entitled to feeling that way, because if I tell, if I go, if, if Stephanie, if you weren't saved and I ran up on you and you were my homegirl and I told you about some of the things, you'd be like, girl, yeah, da, da, da. you know what I'm saying? It's it, like our minds were wired to just defend ourselves, to put our guard all the way up. And, and and I'm not advocating for being a fool, but what I am saying is this, there's a way to love people without, um, without rejection, without criticizing, without condemning them. There is a way to do it without throwing people away, without 
jump yeah. in the ship on people, there's a way to do it. So, yeah. I love that. And I love that you shared what God was teaching you throughout that whole time, because even though our, our assignment is not about our comfort or about our feelings, we always will learn something through the process of being obedient to God. God will teach us. He will develop us, mature us, all of that. And so there's so much to learn in being obedient to God and how he blesses others through us, but how he does a work in us as well. So I love that you shared that. So I see your hustle sweatshirt. You're in your coffee shop. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Hustle Blend. So if they want to, you know, pull up and um, also tell us a little bit more about Faith Boss Community because we talked about that at the beginning. For sure, for sure. Um, so Hustle Blends. Um, I uh, was a first year teacher and I was driving to work and I was crying because I was a first year teacher. <laughs> um, and so as I was crying, um, I was reminiscing on the night before. Um, I was up late drinking coffee with my husband and we were throwing ideas back and forth about just different entrepreneurial things. The world of entrepreneurship, the world of creating ideas has always been um, just a, a, a common thread between us um, amongst some, a few other things, obviously. Um, and so I said, wouldn't it be cool for the people like us, which I do happen to know there is a tribe of people like us who stay up all night trying to throw ideas against the wall, trying to make sure they stick. Wouldn't it be cool to call it hustle blends because you're hustling, right? But let's redefine hustle. And so because we're faith-based, um, the hustle is an acronym for help us see the light everywhere. Help us, I know, girl, I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, you know, that is a nod. It's a reminder. It's actually not too far off, uh, off kilter, what I was just talking about it as far as seeing souls, seeing opportunity, um, seeing reasons to disrupt, seeing reasons to, to make some noise where there, where there's quietness. And so I think we've been just that, and we've done just that. Um, we have launched the e-commerce that was three or four years ago. I think it's actually more three and some change, um, getting close to four. Um, and you know, we were able to just ship nationwide. We were able to do some international shipments as well with coffee. But as far as what we've been able to do on the ground here, um, at Hustle Blends, the, the physical location, which I'm super proud of, but I, I can't lie to you. Like I'm literally standing while I'm sitting, but that my tip, you are, if you came in here, you will be standing in my tears a pool of my tears because of all that we put into this um we were put in a community where we've god has placed us in a community that has actually the lowest life expectancy in the entire country 76104 there's poverty around us there's a lot of gentrification happening around us and i believe that this is truly us being able to see the light everywhere so that is hustle blends um, and, and it is our first baby. It's our idea child. And um, I believe that we're doing something innovative with um, having a cold brew bar uh, and, 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 you know, helping people understand the education of coffee. Um, Faith Boss community. Faith Boss. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. wait, wait. One, yes. next time, I don't even drink coffee, but next time I'm pulling up. I'm I'm going to fake it. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to support. I'm going to buy it and give it to somebody else or something. I'm going to support. But Absolutely. what's the address so that people can show up? Sure. Okay. So if you're coming in person, 1201 Evans Avenue, Suite 101, Fort Worth, Texas, 76104. Do pull up on us. We're also online. So you can order all of our coffee products that we carry in store at www.hustleblendswithaz.com. Um, you can buy merch, you can buy coffee, you can buy cold brew. We also have some other things we're rolling out. So I'm really excited. That's exciting. Okay. Now you can continue. I just trying to, I'm just trying to help you out, sis. Thank you. Y'all better show up. Funny enough, I was actually in Fort Worth a couple months ago, but it was before I met you. So I would have. Well, well, <laughs> at least you know your way back. At least you know your way back. At least you know how to get back here, right? That, that is wonderful. I love when people come to Fort Worth and they're like, I'm going to stop by. I love that. Um, Faith Boss community. Um, I read Girl Boss when I was in college. My aunt, um, she bought it for me. I wanted to read it because that's just what all the IG girlies was doing. That's what all the good sisters were doing. So I was just, I'm a good sis. I'm going to read it. Um, and I was so intrigued by all books, entrepreneurship. And I think that sometimes when you're intrigued by entrepreneurship, you literally will find and dig every book that's about it or, or every book that it, your favorite influencer or your favorite blogger is reading. And you just think that there's a key to that in there. 
one thing I took from that book was um, what she called Sophia Amoroso, the author of that book anyway, um, called Magical Thinking. And I was like, she don't even know she preaching. It be, it be the people. <laughs> Unbelievers be having it more right sometimes than us sometimes. And, and, but I, I truly believe, again, help us see the light everywhere. Like we, we, we can pick anything from anything, right? Mm-hmm. And what she was encouraging um, the readers to do is to reframe your mindset and um, to, to essentially renew your mind. And I read that book and I just felt like, okay, now I just need a business idea so I can reframe my mind. I can do this. I can do that. Um, and I realized at that point that I was beginning to make an idol out of business at that point. Um, so at that point, I didn't have a church that I belonged to. I wasn't submitted under anybody. I had just met my husband. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and you know, it, it, it was very fresh, very baby, very pureed carrots and, and, and formula, <laughs> very, very baby Christian, very infant level. Um, but I thank God because in that, that time I got really scrappy and got really anxious and I got really determined to learn the word of God. And so that's when faith boss fell on me because I was like, okay, I want to be able to encourage people. I know that my demographic is more to women, um, but it doesn't mean a man can't be a faith boss. But I know that God has told me specifically that my demographic is women um, to submit, like to catch these thoughts that we could have about entrepreneurship and submit them back to Christ and to be able to work in the flow of that, not just your creativity. So I know you're creative. I know there's Christian creatives. I know that you can create anything in your mind. And I know that you're just so deep and so misunderstood and nobody just gets it and all these things. Yeah, that's fine. but you need a renewed mind and you also need to do the hard work because I don't care what anybody says, like business ain't personal. No business is very personal. The way you do business is the way you do life. All right. If you treat people any kind of way in your life, you'll treat your customers anyway, any kind of way. It doesn't matter the price they pay. You'll treat your clients any kind of way. You won't have the ethics that line up. So let's get in, in my book, Faith Boss, we talk about forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, the currency of, of, of the way we live our life is in customer satisfaction. People, you're going to walk in, in pure obedience. You're going to be just that and all that. Um, so that is that is where Faith Boss came from. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love that you have this community for them. I love that you have basically been able to show them what it is to really walk this thing out, you know, and just like your husband said, to put it all together so that they can see, oh, this is actually possible. This is actually attainable. And so I love that, you know, like you said, like you don't have to have all these degrees and, and scholarships and literature and all this other stuff in order to help other women to understand God's word and see how it applies to the faith. So I love that for sure. And y'all make sure y'all go check that out. She's on Instagram at the faith boss. Um, her coffee is on uh, the website or on the internet. You can check out their website, hustle blends with a Z.com. And also if you're trying to be a part of the community, faithboss.org, www.faithbase.org. There's so many ways for you to get involved so that you can see that you can also be out here hustling, helping us to see the light everywhere. Thank you, Lord, for the vision. I love it. I'm here for it. And and I 100% support this. So y'all make sure that y'all check this out. Um, Patrice, any announcements, any events that you have coming up that you would like for people to be on the lookout for? If you are watching this, it is 2023 already. And we are hosting Faith Boss Conference. All right. With so many more details that you probably already know by now. Um, it is going to be a power packed conference with amazing women um, testifying of God's greatness, testifying of the things that God has done but also a lot of business opportunities in that as well. Love that. Make sure y'all check that out. Those that are knowing, you know in advance that you have a business um, or business idea and you are a believer, you're wanting to see how to merge the two. You want to make sure that you're a good steward over it. This is going to be the spot for you. So stay involved, stay on the lookout for all the things that um, the Faith Boss community has going on so that you can be the first to know to get your ticket and to pull up at the conference. And so I just pray that y'all were blessed by this conversation. I hope that you are encouraged to be obedient to God and his word and his instruction and his commands. He will never, ever, ever leave you astray. And for those that 
that are still watching or listening, if you have not already, after you follow Patrice and the Faith Boss community, and after you go buy some coffee, make sure y'all pull up with Christian Girls Pop too. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our website at ChristianGirlsPop.com and check us out on YouTube at Christian Girls Pop. Make sure if you haven't already, if you're wanting to get into the word, get your copy of the ebook Scripture Made Simple so that you can begin reading and understanding God's word and realize that you can understand and apply it to your life. So stay tuned, stay um, involved with all the things that we have going on. I can't wait to catch y'all next time on our next episode. Patrice, thank you so much again. And thank y'all so much for listening. Remember, as always, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that. 